Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Tech Talk Thursday. My guest this week is Walt Custer. After 40 years in the industry, the IPC Hall of Famer is retiring. I discussed his life, his work, and the legacy he will be leaving his son John to continue at Custer Consulting. A fascinating and interesting story. Now let's meet Walt Custer. So, Walt, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I believe that you've announced your retirement at the end of this month, uh, so congratulations on your retirement. But what I really want to focus on today is the huge legacy you've left behind and the contribution you've made to the electronics manufacturing industry. Uh, so uh, let's let's get started first, I think, with uh, the very beginning. You were you were a war baby, uh, literally, uh, born back in 1943, is that correct? 42. 42, right. Okay, so these must have been uh, difficult times, I guess, in some ways. No, they weren't. First of all, I don't remember them. Uh, right. You know, I, I, I don't, my, my earliest real memories are in the late, you know, later 40s of any consequence. By then, the war was over or winding down dramatically, so... Uh, yeah. And my father was not in the war and things. So, uh, you know, it was not like England where we were getting strafed by uh, buzz bombs or something like that. We were, we were, we were safe. So it wasn't something that directly impacted your... No, it, 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 had, it had, I have no mem- memory of it. So where did you grow up? I grew up, I was born in New Jersey mm-hmm. and uh, was, lived there until I was 12 or 13 years old. And then got, my father got transferred to uh, Illinois which is mm-hmm. a suburb of uh, Chicago uh, we lived in and then came back to New Jersey again for ultimately for college and then to uh, after college to graduate school in Indiana. So I've moved around a little bit. Uh, so what were your early years like at, at college? Well, I, I did a strange thing. I eloped when I was 18. And <laughs> so uh, college for me was working from midnight to late in the morning in a, in a chemical company and then going to school in the daytime. So it was not a particularly easy life. Uh, but the good thing is we got John as part of the deal. So, uh, you know, we had a, we have a good son, but uh, I, I, the, the college years, I learned a lot, but it, they were not particularly easy. And when I graduated from college, I went to graduate school and graduate school in the U S you would get a stipend as a teaching assistantship. So all of a sudden I went from having to work all night and go to school all day to actually just having one normal life. So life became a lot easier once you get into, into yep. graduate school. Yeah. Okay. And, and then so my, you- my, my, uh, the, my teenage marriage disintegrated. And uh, ultimately when I was in graduate school, I met Nancy, my current wife of 50 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, life got a lot better. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Nancy's certainly a wonderful woman. Uh, so you graduated with a BA in chemistry. Uh, uh, in which college was that at? Fairleigh Dickinson University. It's a private college in New Jersey. And its mm-hmm. claim to fame for me was it was very close to the chemical industry. And I could, get, I could work two blocks away from where school was. So at least the thing all mm-hmm. integrated together. Then right. for graduate school, I went to Purdue, which is in... West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, mm-hmm. which is a very big university. It's a very, very good school, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah uh, so I, from, 
it wasn't academically the you know on the top of the heap, but it was, it suited my needs. I basically I had a job, I could you know go to college, and the whole thing worked together, and I could you know support a family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from from there you you got your first uh, entry into the industry, uh, working as as a chemist. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the the year that I graduated from Purdue was a downturn in the economy. So there were very few jobs out there. You know, I, the, at a big university, all the, all the uh, companies would come in to do interviews, but that year it would all dried up. Mm-hmm. So I got, uh, I did, because I had had experience working in the industry, I got a job when most people didn't. So I got a job with a chemical company that made me a salesman for bulk organic chemicals, solvents and monomers and that sort of thing. And, trained in New York City and then got sent to California uh, for my first job. You started on the bench, did you not, though, uh, when, when you first went into uh, Dynacam? Oh, yeah. I wasn't in the bench in Selenese where I worked before that. When okay. I went, th- then when I was in California, after a couple of years, Selenese transferred me back to New York City to Manhattan to work, and I didn't want to do that. I gave it two weeks and quit. Mm-hmm. And I had been calling on a number of comp- companies on California, Dynacam being one of them. And I basically talked myself into a job. <laughs> uh, and initially I started in a synthet- organic synthesis, synthesis lab uh, and then formulating UV curable inks. Mm-hmm. And then I became a product manager and, uh, and so on and so forth. I ended up being a regional manager and director of marketing and then, Vice President of Marketing and Sales. Right, interesting. Yeah, well, that's grown into quite an industry, the UV curable inks. Um, so so uh, you were with, you know, Dynachem, which became Thiokol, which became Morton Thiokol, which became Morton International for a long time. Uh, how many years did you spend with... with well, I started there in 73 and ended in 99. So what's that? Uh, what, uh, 20... 27 years, 28 years. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. Well, so what then um, prompted the, the, the move into uh, starting a consulting business? Well, I, I was doing some of that work. You know, first of all, the, what prompted it was I was uh, uh, Morton International, which was the parent of the company I worked for, was sold to Roman Haas in 1999. So at that point, the headquarters would have moved from tech, from California, which I enjoyed, to either uh, Philadelphia or Mar- Marble and Mass, uh, which I wasn't looking forward to. So mm-hmm. I had got a golden handshake, a year's salary and some other things, uh, and a consulting contract. So I was able to leave. So I started this consulting business, you know, with a little bit of firm footing. Uh, but what I had been doing as part of my job at Morton International was Vice President of Marketing Sales, was trying to understand the business cycles in the industry and, and help forecast our manufacturing and people hiring and that sort of thing because this industry is highly cyclical and we always missed it. You know, we, we'd be expanding at the peak of the business cycle and, and when we should have been you know, being careful and pulling in our horns a little bit so we didn't over-inventory or over-hire. Uh, yeah. So I had been doing that internally. And then I had been giving this information to our customers, uh, Morton's customers, 
just, you know, to help the industry. I was active in the IPC TMRC and spoke on these conditions and things, that sort of thing. So I had been doing that ahead of time. So when I exited, I had basically a, a built-in group of customers that they've been getting this free from Wharton. And I approached them with where they like to buy this information on a subscription basis. And a, no, a number of them quickly subscribed and we had a business. Right, right. Interesting. Uh, so so you, you mentioned that you did some work on the, the, the IPC TMRC. Um, you continued that for quite a while. Well, yeah. Ultimately, I got the President's Award and the Hall of Fame Award from the IPC. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it was centered on the kind of stuff I just described. Uh, where other people were doing things in, on a technology bent. You know, my focus was on market conditions and business conditions and mm-hmm. and forecasting and that sort of thing. And and so it, it had a place in the TMRC meetings. Right. So over over the years, Walt, I mean, you have traveled the world uh, incessantly, um, presented at many many conferences around the world, and and literally grown the Walt the the customer consulting business to, to quite a, a height. Um, where is it now? Uh, and uh, what sort of level of services are you offering? Well, I, you know, I think uh, we'll bring John in a little bit, but we have two basic product lines. We have three new services on the industry, which John has developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one on the electronics industry, one on solar photovoltaic, and one on the automotive. And then we have a, product we call Business Outlook, which is our, our basically industry data and uh, companion graphs that we sell on a subscription basis. So it's a two-fold business, uh, and many of the customers buy both. Great. Well, you mentioned John there, and I, I know he's sitting out there waiting in the green room. <laughs> so, John, do you want to join us now? Absolutely. So, John, uh, yeah, you've been working with your dad now for a number of years uh, on the the, the business. Um, Tell us a little bit about some of these these other products that you brought on and where you saw that that market. Well, I think what I I look at our niche as being very timely. So we brought on the daily news and expanded that to automotive electronics manufacturing. Yeah. and same with the solar, it was all on the electronic manufacturing side of it. So we were looking at inverters, anything that was doing with electronic manufacturing. So we just kind of expanded the scope of electronic industry equipment to just into some other sectors. And we find on the business outlook side is the quantitative side of taking, you know, just looking at a little different angle from information to actually having the data, the numbers, the charts and graphs to kind of support what's going on and being able to really see what's coming down the pipeline and look back behind to understand how business is unfolding, where the opportunities are. Right. I mean, the solar industry over the years has changed quite a bit. I mean, it started out with quite a bit of business over here in the West, but it pretty much ended up like the PCB industry, largely in China. Uh, do you have a lot of, is that where a lot of your customers are or are the your customers are Western customers. What what does the customer profile look like for the solar industry? Yeah, um, it is. I would say it is a lot of the a lot of our customers are existing ones, even you know, in the EMS industry, mm-hmm. or even in the PCB industry that kind of moved over. 
right. and saw that as an opportunity about 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So uh, coming back to the consultancy business, um, what uh, your, your father's left one heck of a leg- legacy there. Um, what are your plans taking it forward? Well, first off is to preserve his legacy. So, you know, I, I really feel very fortunate to have that foundation. And so when I look at that, that's really the core is to make sure that's solid. Mm-hmm. And that will always be, to me, the roadmap that we stay on. You know, so when I look at that, um, and it's basically to make sure we understand those, um, it's the business cycles, but now we're kind of moving a little bit more into adding another layer of the economic cycles. So we kind of really can understand that, you know, not a stairway to heaven, but how it's business actually does swing back and forth. And there's a lot of things, factors just like COVID that you just can't predict. And how do you move forward and, you know, make quick decisions? Yeah. Now, obviously uh, we'll put a a huge amount of physical work into actually uh, working in the business. Uh, That's going to leave a huge void. I'm sure. Uh, Have you, are you taking on, more, more people to help you cope with that? Well, recently we hired a guy named Gary Evans that came from, he didn't just come from Wall Street, he's a, an economist. Mm-hmm. So he's really adding another layer to things and it's, it's helpful because he can see from a monetary place, from political stances, you know, um, he really kind of has a very, under, very good understanding of how that influences industries, especially ours. So that's one of a recent thing that we just did maybe a month or two ago. Okay, excellent. Well, we certainly wish you every success uh, with, with uh, the future of, of uh, Custer Consulting. Can I make a comment too? Uh, yeah. That uh, I pledge to John that I will, you know, stay available as needed probably out through the end of the year. So to ensure a smooth transition because – Really, the business is fairly complex. Maybe it doesn't appear that on the surface, but mm-hmm. when you get into all our forecasting models and things like that, they're not obvious to the most casual observer. So I, I'm, I'm pledged to him that I'll stay with him, not on paper, but by phone as needed right. to ensure an orderly transition. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So, well, coming back to you then, what uh, what are your plans for retirement? I mean, I, I, I you know, know that you're... It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's, you know, letting go is not easy. Uh, we have hobbies, you know. I have a good wife who's... I'm very lucky. And I, I've, I've had some uh, physical issues. Uh, my walking isn't the best these days and things like that. So some of the things I would like to do aren't as easy to do anymore. Uh, our, one of our big hobbies has been... Uh, wildlife photography. Yeah. I've been to Africa seven times and that sort of thing, chasing animals around in the bush. And I really enjoy that. I don't know how much that I'll be able to do. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, international travel now is not as easy as it used to be with COVID and the like. So, you are very strong on was, was genealogy. Uh, I, yeah, I am, but, but not as much as I was. I, you know, it's a sad thing. In, in the 80s and, and 90s, I really traced our family history, our my father's family was from the Orkney Islands of Scotland. The name Custer was originally Cursiter, and it's a name of a farm in, uh, in, or- in the Orkneys. Mm-hmm. So basically, my real name is Walt Cowpasture. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, 
I did do that, and I I did it with a passion. But then I I tapered off in the mid nineteen nineties, partially because of business demands, and um, right. and then I had a very active website on that, and some yo yo hacked it, really made a mess of it, and really? I've never been able to put it back together again. And that may be one of the things I do in my retirement, but it's not on the top of my list of things to do right now. Right, right. I I think the things on the top of my list is to improve my health and mm -hmm. uh, spend time with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we certainly wish you, you know, the, the very best uh, with, uh, with your health and we hope that you have a, a very long and, uh, and happy retirement. Uh, so uh, all the best, Walt, and thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's, it's been a pleasure, Trevor.